Good afternoon. It's five o'clock UK time on Tuesday the 5th of July and welcome to the latest weekly What Comes Next Live podcast. This will be the last one for the summer. I've decided to take a break. Um, the type A personality in me insists on doing daily blogs and weekly podcasts, but you know what? Sometimes the universe tells you to take a break. So I'm just going to take a little break. And I'm very happy that uh, the 90-something guest, I've lost count, um, and today's, today's guest is the wonderful Katie Chu. Um, and Katie is my VA. Um, we'll be talking about that. And we have uh, been working together for over four years. I, I could not live without her, as many of her clients would say. Um, and we've actually only met in person a very few times, including in her hometown, which is quite a long way from London. Um, and what I'd say is everybody needs somebody to assist them with the things that either they're not very good at or the things that they could do, but they'd rather spend their time doing something else. And this is a bit of a long opening, but for me, I've had uh, somebody work as my assistant um, yeah, for about a decade. And it really came because I really don't like managing my diary at all. And while it's a lot lighter than it used to be, I was at that stage a few years ago where I was traveling so much I would wake up and not know what city I was in. Um, and so there's nothing worse than getting to a, to a hotel at 11 o'clock at night and realizing you've got 30 emails, 15 of which are looking to change things around in your diary, and it's like bending plates into a dishwasher. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I had somebody who could help me with that? So Katie does that and so much more. And why in particular I brought her on is because she can talk about what that's about, but also she did her own pivot um, in the in the lockdown, and it's very exciting what to me what she's what she's doing. And I'd love to hear where that is now. So very long intro. Welcome, Katie. Tom, thank you. That's a really lovely introduction. And uh, over the four years, we're still bending the odd plate into the dishwasher, but not quite so many as you have historically had to juggle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which goes to the point that when people think about having an assistant, they think the old school thing about somebody in the office next to them that they're paying, you know, 50 grand plus two is the cost of employment. Um, and it's not like that necessarily um, when you when you work on that. But, you know, perhaps a little bit about what what your experience has been of, of, of transitioning yeah. to, to doing what you do now and then yeah. just take it in whatever direction you like. Absolutely. OK, well, a bit about me. Um, I started KTVA way back in 2011. And I think I was probably one of the very early UK adopters of being a virtual assistant. There weren't very many of us knocking around back then. I had one client and she became my ambassador, really. She, she, bless her, sort of took hold of me and promoted me amongst her connections. And KTVA was born from there. Um, and I've been virtual assistanting. Since then, I now have in excess of 12 clients that I service on a weekly basis. I wouldn't say that I'm full time for any of them by any stretch of the imagination. But the wonderful thing about being a virtual assistant is you can switch on and switch off the service. It's hugely flexible. 
Um, so some of those clients, I may only spend literally an hour a week helping out. Mm -hmm. Some of them will be much, much more. So it could be up to about 15 hours a week. So it's a real spread. And the types of clients that I have, again, are very different and very diverse. I have CEOs of big blue chip corporates um, who I help with their corporate stuff, but also their personal stuff. So the homes element of their lives and then managing directors of small to medium sized enterprises and a couple of family offices as well. So it's a real mix match and no two days are ever the same. Um, and I'm very proud of my business. Um, I've worked really hard to get it to a place where it is now. Mm-hmm. And as you quite rightly mentioned earlier, at the beginning of lockdown, I did, I would say, a major pivot in the way that quite a lot of people had to do when COVID hit. My pivot was probably more of a sort of organic development, I guess, rather than a specific pivot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, because I'm in the virtual virtual assistant industry, I've obviously become more and more aware of the developments that are going on within it. And one of the things that struck me was that there wasn't really anybody who was coaching aspiring and emerging virtual assistants who were actually doing the job day to day so they could share not only their understanding of the industry from the ground up Mm -hmm. could use their experience within that sort of coaching element to help people really get set up much more quickly or efficiently than they would if they were trying to do it by Dr. Google, but also with the real truth behind it Hmm. because of the experiences that I'd had. You know, people can coach and mentor and be extremely good at doing it, but rather like you, Hmm. if you've not had the experience of sailing that ship. Right. It, it's a, it's a sort of can be a slightly dichotomy of, of, of coaching. So my coaching and mentoring was geared around my experience, the lessons that I'd learnt, the mistakes that I'd made, um, so that, you know, I could hopefully get women, men. I've no, I've not had any male virtual assistants yet and mm. I would so love to diversify. So, if anybody wanted to get on the course, then I'd love that. Um, but largely women um, mm. who, you know, just don't want to rely on Google and want to have a very honest experience. Cool. So when I referred to pivot, it was more in that there are, and perhaps you can talk about this when I'm done with this piece, is that one of the things that VAs tend to do is manage people's diaries, whether it's personal or professional. There are also a number of other things that you'll do depending upon what the client's needs and wishes are, and they might not even be aware that you can do that, so perhaps you can talk about that. But clearly in March 2020, people stopped meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so, And it's a hell of a lot easier uh, to organize a Zoom call than it is to, to manage somebody's diary. If they say, I've got to be in London for a breakfast meeting, then I've got to be back in Reading for lunchtime, and then I've got to speak at a conference the next day in Gloucester, right? And, you know, it's like it's... So the the pivot was more that you had some free time and space 
And I remember we, you, one of the people you talked to, and one of several people I'm sure you talked to, is like, well, you know, how can I position myself with this and how might I do this? And I just remember you telling me a few months in how much you were loving doing this. You went and built online courses and you've yeah. got things like this. So um, perhaps just, you know, explain because it's, it's – as, as you actually know, because you deal with all my clients, I have one very senior client who doesn't have an assistant at all, right? And that's one of their coaching development things is like let go of managing all this stuff, and they travel an inordinate amount. Um, they may listen to this later and go, okay, okay, I'm, I'm on the case. It's all right. And, of course, you talk to that person by email every month setting up the diary, um, not with their assistant, with themselves. So, you know, first thing is what 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 could people use a virtual assistant for um, and then perhaps talk about you know what what it is that you teach people because as you mentioned I like the phrase dr. Google yes um, <laughs> because there are that you know there are virtual assistant businesses out there you can sign up for absolutely and you can be part of that and they'll take their piece of the action etc yeah, yeah. um, but also you know a lot of people are lo- looking to change their is often a lifestyle choice to 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 move away from commuting to to working from from your room and very effectively working with up to a dozen clients. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the sort of role of a virtual assistant is so broad. Mm-hmm. There are virtual assistants these days who have decided to what I call niche. So they decide to offer a very specific set of services. Right. So they might be, let's say, they're social media managers. Right. As a virtual, and and that's their thing. They love social media. Mm-hmm. They're au fait with it. They understand it. They've got a good ability to produce a social media campaign and then deliver that campaign, etc. So they will niche. They will they will offer a very specific service. I am very much um, personally delivering a broad spectrum of services. So I do everything from diary management to inbox management to lifestyle management to I've got a client who is a farmer and she has recently diversified and is now offering a similar sort of organic beef box business. So I help her with all of the marketing, the client relationships um sorting out and and putting together a crm a customer relationship management system so actually a virtual assistant in terms of their specifics i would say is really broad and i think if i was a client or you know a managing director or a ceo of a business looking for a virtual assistant i think i'd be asking myself the questions you know what what are the things that really stop my flow, really get in the way of me doing the really important strategic stuff for my business. So and and driving my business forward. So is that diary management, inbox management? Is it my expenses? Is it um, just generally liaising with clients? You know, who do I need? What do I need them to do to take that headache away and that kind of blockage in my life? What what, what can I sideline to somebody? Once you've got an idea of what you need to do, mm. then it's very easy to transfer. And I think I remember when you and I 
both sort of were at the very beginning of our relationship and you said what do you need from me and I said not very much I just need to understand what you need to be done and how you like to work and actually it can be as simple as that I mean there are plenty of people out there who can quite often get themselves into a real pickle about you know I don't know how to onboard a client well actually it doesn't have to be complicated and I think that probably demonstrates part of what my coaching and mentoring is about is it's stripping it down and making it less complicated it does it's not complicated at all but I think for a client looking to recruit a virtual assistant they've got to look inward and identify those blockages and those things that are real headaches in their lives that will then put them in a much more comfortable position and relieve some of that stress and headache and that's the stuff that you end up doing at Mm. 10 o'clock at night when you really shouldn't be doing it at 10 o'clock at night you should be with your family you should be resting your brain etc you know those are the jobs that you can really find a a virtual assistant to pass them off to right let Um, me let me be clear that doesn't mean that you're working at 10 o'clock at night um, and if I remember when we did you onboarded me as a client, one of the things you said, uh, um, of course, our, our relationship has got a bit richer over the years because we talked all the time. But it was like, I'm very matter of fact, um, if you get, you know, I'd like to get direct and clear instructions and then I will follow those. And that's super efficient. Yeah. Right. Um, so luckily, I because I had an assistant before, I had a Bible. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know an Evernote, and I just sent it to you and went, okay, this is this is when I like these kind of meetings. This is the gaps I want in between them, and it, and and then we had a couple of wrinkles that I lived in a place that looked like it was in that area, but was misnamed. And I said, when I'm going to meet people near where I live, you have to tell them it's this place, not this place, because they're actually two miles apart. And if you're in Gloucestershire, you're not going to know that. So you know, just small things like, and this relates to being virtual rather than somebody in the office next door. It's just being really clear. Yeah. on give, give really good clarity to your your VA and they and as a VA you need to ask for it very clearly Definitely. because otherwise you're just going to be going back and you will be in the first few weeks anyway but you'll be going backwards and forwards but document what your process is and you know, I would I think when you get into social media the funny thing about digital marketing which of course is one of your skill sets um, is that when you get into that niche the funny thing is that Nobody really has a social media marketing person in their office. They're all, you know, working from home with lots of clients. And so, in fact, to be honest, digital marketing has been largely that way. It's been pretty virtual for 20 years now. I have to Um, hold my hands up, though, now and admit to the fact that I now have a virtual assistant myself. Brilliant. It does the things that would block your your flow. Absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I'd throw in things like, um, you know, if something can be done virtually, and you have a concern over, well, I don't have a chance to check in with them, then, you know, it's, it, it's, this has happened to remote working too. Like a clubhouse client of mine who's been on the podcast, when I was working with them, they had to do lots and lots of presentations to go out to the whole, you know, national business. Yeah. And they had a young and brilliant um, assistant in the office, but they were literally in the office and they would check in like eight times a day and go, hey, what do you think of this? And it was all in their heads, but never documented. And I think if you were to look at doing that in the in the world where people want flexible working, you just have to document it a bit more. And and that's 
that's a you know when I as, as somebody looks at business valuations, you know, I have a language that a plan is not a plan unless it's written down. Yeah. And a, and a business valuer is going to look at your business and say, where's the documentation on your processes? And we, we can be a bit lazy with that if somebody's in the office next door. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that particular person, the key thing they did, they didn't do the diary management. The key they had somebody else for that. Yeah. The key thing they they did the things that actually you might not think. It said like, well, they can do the first cut, the first drafts of all the presentations. Yeah. Hey, here's here's what I'm looking at. Here's my style. Here's what I want. And they can you know they can get that PowerPoint done. But otherwise, you'd be drafting till ten o'clock at night to do a presentation the next day. You know, and they could send it to you in their own time, setting their expectations as when they'll deliver it. That, that's exactly it. That is exactly it. it. It's looking at those elements that you absolutely find take up your time, but actually don't really get you anywhere. You know, so that really those things you, you need to, to just get away from you, clear away so that you are constantly in flow rather than stop, 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 stop. And I, all that horrible nagging feeling of, oh, God, I've got to do that. And I really can't bear it. Outsource it, but make it simple. You know, a virtual assistant is the perfect solution for, for that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and some might even do things like for an SME, they might even do some of their accounting for them if it's something yeah. that you like doing. I'd love to hear if you want willing to share. What do you use a VA for? What, what's your flow? Well, so, OK, so my VA, um, the lovely Joe Halliwell, who's been working for me for three and a half, four months now and has completely revolutionized my life. She is completely focused on my digital marketing. So she's doing all of my social media posts. We kind of plan the content. I might top and tail things where I need to. But largely, Joe understands me really well because she's been through my virtual assistant <laughs> And you became a client. And so, uh, yeah, exactly. So we've gone completely full circle together, which is lovely. So she's doing all of my social media for me and she's doing my blog posts. She's doing my newsletter. And as this is what comes next... She's mm-hmm. also helping me put together a podcast. Oh, how lovely, Casey. <laughs> well, tell me about the what the podcast will be about. The podcast is really, really focused on the kind of conversation that you and I are having now. It's about the virtual assistant world. So the, the, it is a huge environment. There's no doubt about it. And it's growing. So it's all about, you know, setting up your businesses, talking to virtual assistants who are out there, getting an understanding of the things that, you know, they found difficult, how they've got over those hurdles and challenges, sharing their tips and advice. But it will always be this type of platform, you know, really chatty, really conversational, mm-hmm. hoping, you know, that the audience will get something that kind of empowers them and, mm-hmm. you know, really helps them to extend and expand their learning just through listening to what other people have achieved and what their experiences are. And I'll also go on to interview, you know, people who I've worked with who I know have had a virtual assistant. So I'll reach out almost certainly to my lovely clients like you, Mr. McCallum. Happy to be on the other side of the microphone. Yep. And also, and, and again, really to get their experience of having hmm. a virtual assistant. So it's very much geared around the virtual assistant world. And I will have guests. Hmm. Um, sort of guests from outside of all of that who might come in with a very specific set of skills or experiences. So we might have something on, 
you know, I don't know, top of my head, reskilling. Um, I've got, I'm working sort of hand in hand with somebody at the moment to develop a reskilling course for people who are returning to work. So they may have had a career break of some description. They're returning to either the workplace or starting up their own business. And we've developed a sort of reskilling course. So I might get Catherine to come in as a guest to talk about that as so well. When you talk about the, just looking at your own business, your core business is your, your clients. Yeah, and with a dozen clients, I imagine you're not going to, you're, you're pretty much closed to business right now. Um, so when you talk about the, the VA you have and that side of the business. I remember when you started doing that, just how excited you got about it because you're, it, you know, you love what you do and you're contributing, you're helping other people. And, you know, like, I mean, I can empathize because I just today I bumped into somebody at a cafe. Yes. Who was changing from a corporate journey and they're on gardening leave right now, as corporates often do, which is yeah. a pretty good thing. But anyway. Um, and after the summer, they're going to start as executive coach and they're already trained in executive coaching and LP and used it in their business. And this is what tips would you give me? And I'm just realizing that I could, you know, with three or four key tips, I could have given her 20. Yeah. Make, make her life a lot easier as she starts the business. You know, the one I'll share for anybody in that space is you're not in the business of collecting money. You're in the business of delivering coaching. Yeah. Exactly. So do not start the engagement until they've paid for the first month up front. And when they do that, then you, you let them know at the very beginning that my, I will bill you monthly up front on the first of the month. I'm not dealing with invoices all through the month. Exactly. We'll flex the hours the first month or two. Um, but, but then you, then you never have to worry about collecting because if they don't pay a monthly in advance, then there's a problem with the engagement and there's a coaching conversation. But so, I love what you're doing. I love how excited you got. So you do, you know, the, I'll let you, you know, mention your website and stuff like this because I don't edit this podcast because it would block me. There's no show notes or anything, but people can Google. Katie Chu is very easy to Google. Um, but you offer online courses. You offer one-to-one um, coaching. Yeah. Um, what is it you're currently offering? What are the key product offerings to support people looking at or beginning the journey? So the key products really are the full-blown coaching and mentoring. So the coaching and mentoring comes as a package. So you get four one-hour coaching sessions, which are the sort of really get you up and running. And they cover everything from starting your own business, you know, the really key business elements that you need if you're setting up a business. You know, what insurance do I need? Um, you know, who do I need to register with? What on earth is the information commissioner's office and why on earth do I need to actually register with them? All the way through to that whole who's your ideal client? Mm-hmm. How are you going to reach your clients? How are you going to market to your clients? And then ha- once you've got your clients on, on board, how are you actually going to deliver your services? So those are the, the four one hour sessions, which is followed then by six. 30 minute mentoring calls. So mm. that's the package and that's just under 400 quid. So not, not, not ridiculously expensive that's, that's, by direct comparison. And as, as a coach, I'd be saying you need to double your price. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous for your many years of skills. Um, <laughs> but I would note that might be obvious to you, but not obvious to others because there's lots of coaching delivered, including by me that doesn't come with documentation. Right. A lot of those things, you, you're amazing at, at, at writing things down. And so building a course, building courses, which you've also done, 
comes naturally to you. So all of that stuff is accompanied by a document that people will get, right? So, so which is not, it may be bleeding obvious to you, but to most people it's like, well, I coach, I don't get anything written down, but you get talked through and coached through the challenges and how it feels, but then you're going to go, oh, this is how you do it. There's some training and, and here's, here's, I'm just going to make your life a lot easier. I, I'm Dr. Katie, not Dr. Google, and I know, I know this specific topic. It's the classic, isn't it? It's that I, I was born to serve, so I'm basically born to just hand it to everybody on a plate. And I think that probably just sums me up, really. Um, but in addition to that, you know, one of the things that I'm really excited about now is the way that the whole sort of coaching and mentoring side is, is growing. Mm. But also because, and you mentioned it earlier, I can't take on any more clients now. Yeah. I'm very lucky to have a reputation where People refer, you know, their colleagues, their associates to me if they want a virtual assistant. So I'm developing a sort of recruitment program, which will be run on a sort of introduction fee basis. And I'm working with a, a really well-known lady who runs um, something called EA How To, which is a social media platform for executive assistants. Um, so we're going to be launching something fairly formal in September with regards to that. But in the meantime, I still introduce virtual assistants to prospective clients as well. And that's prospective when they have a job. They've come to me saying, I need a VA. And, and I've said, basically, okay, your, 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 all of your dozen clients plus, you know, even past clients like me, uh, off, are often referring you people. And occasionally one of my clients was lucky enough to get on your list. Yeah. Um, but most of the, and lovely guy he is too. And Thank most, you. most of the time, um, you may just be passing that on. I also noticed that you're doing, because you've got so much experience and because you're so keen to hand it to people on a plate and give them everything they need. Um, I noticed you do quite a lot of speaking gigs, yeah. um, often mm-hmm. online and, you know, it's it's a genuine, you know, I also have never liked the term PA. It was always, it always felt like it was, you know, very subordinate. Yeah. Whereas I like the term executive assistant or EA because um, it's just like, this is somebody who can do some pretty serious stuff for me that otherwise I'd have to do it for myself. There, there is a really distinct actual difference between an EA and okay. a PA. Um, traditionally an executive assistant was much more strategic and probably had some corporate training yes so they were able to understand a ceo's kind of the 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 corporate focus of the role that they do and so could support them strategically a personal assistant technically was much more of the the sort of administrator but at a really high level so that they could sit in a, in, a, in a meeting and take notes, but also action those. But there was and still is quite a distinct difference. Mm. Um, and I think, funnily enough, I think that's really important to highlight. Mm. Um, you know, I think quite often people say, oh, well, you know, who am I? What do I do? Titles are, can be a bit restrictive. Mm. But I think actually, you know, if you've got that corporate knowledge Jolly well demand to be called an ex- executive assistant. You know, don't, don't sort of do yourself short and do the PA thing. Not that there is anything wrong with being a PA, no. but being a PA, and, and, and there are very distinct differences between the two. I would say that a good virtual assistant is a happy mix of a PA and an EA. Mm. And I think one of, I, one of the best skills that I had that I bought to my business 
was the experience that I'd had in corporate life. So I'd been lucky enough to Mm -hmm. have a career in investment banking and executive research recruitment before I started this business. So I kind of knew a little bit more about, you know, how a business operates, Hmm. what are the sort of key things to to making a successful business. Hmm. And I think it also helps me when I'm working for my clients because I understand what their position is in terms of being a CEO or being Hmm. a managing director you know I know the different elements that come into their lives and like you know anybody out there who has had a corporate work life and is looking to change and start something new and start a new business I would love to talk to you I would absolutely love to talk to you about what you've just said has shattered my um conceptions of of PA and EA and I just I was just I mean a big thing for me is equity and diversity so I just thought it was quite misogynistic but but it's much more than that and you just explain it to me because there's real clarity on what those roles are and it can be about yes because sometimes you can have an executive assistant who gets brought in as they're a rising star and they can just sit at the right hand of the CEO and build their career and have a year or two doing that and just take on everything and be brilliant but also the person who comes to mind to me, and obviously we're anonymizing everything, but there's, there's one of the CEOs I talk to regularly has an amazing assistant whose title is something like head of the office of the CEO, right? Uh, which has multiple executives in it. And they fully understand the, the individual they work with and the demands upon them. So if I email that person who I then cop, I don't email the CEO, I email that, their, their head of their office. And CCU, because you'll then handle it with them, I'll say, look, I know the CEO's got a really busy diary, but there's something that's come up in my interactions with the business. I really need an hour with them in the next week or two. And they'll go, yeah, I get it. I'll find it. And other times if I go, um, when's our next routine meeting? They'll go, they're very busy. We'll do it in six weeks. And then between the two of you, you normally get it done right away. And it's quite amazing because that CEO trusts their high-level assistant Say, so, look, Tom needs to talk to you in the next week. I know you're really busy, but can you find 40 minutes? You and that, that, that particular individual is just utterly brilliant at that. So I just love it. You've just two things. I would really like to acknowledge that individual and we're not going to name, but I hold her in really high regard. Well, feel um, free to email her link to this podcast afterwards. <laughs> And in addition to that, you hit the nail on the head with the trust word. No relationship with a virtual assistant can be seen, deemed as successful unless trust comes at the front of everything. And you need, when recruiting a virtual assistant, you need to feel that you can trust this individual to do the job that you need doing. Not to have to manage them, you know, yes, you can organize your kind of check-in calls and your kind of update conversations and all these sort of things. And and I would advise everybody to do so at the beginning of any relationship while that trust builds. But ultimately, you know, over a period of two to three weeks, you should be able to feel that you totally trust that individual. And I don't think that there's a single relationship with a CEO and a virtual assistant that works actually forget virtual assistant virtual assistant personal assistant executive assistant anything like that unless the trust is absolutely 
concrete. This is very important. And from two angles, you're talking about the assistant themselves, making sure they they get clear on what will be needed for the person to trust them and documentation and doing the job. But at a really broad level, I do, as you know, I do a lot of coaching and trust is the opposite of control. Yeah. And, Completely. you know, the, if I'm speaking to people who might be looking at what does a VA look like, where might, why might I get one or anybody to delegate things to, yeah. if you are not able to delegate something to somebody at any level yeah. without needing to check in on them constantly, then you then really take a hard look at yourself because apart from anything else, it's super inefficient. Um, and we will all drop the ball from time to time. Sure. None of us are perfect. Neither you or I have got it right 100% of the time, but we get it right about 98% of the time in our relationship. And if we do, we just have a clean conversation about it. And you'll normally go, oh, sorry, I, I miscued on that one. But it only happens once every X number of months. And so trust trust in any relationship is paramount. So that's, that's some amazing nuggets that you've brought forward here. And... um where can well people can find Katie Chu K A T I E T E W um, and that's very very easy to find it is it katie-va.com right Katie at katieva.com is my email address absolutely and the um, website is www.katie-va.com it's really easy and I'm on LinkedIn. I apologise for my American English I was on the phone across the pond they say yeah. dash. <laughs> I speak English in multiple languages at times. I get confused. Um, so absolutely wonderful to hear from you. What closing thoughts might you have? I think just looking forward to the future. I mean, we've got some really dark old times if we listen to the media in yeah. front of us. And I think I've learned to shut those out, actually, at the mm-hmm. moment and really focus on the positives in my life. Um, and that is very much my business. I, I love it. And of course, my wonderful family who, mm-hmm. you know, make me smile all the time. And my gorgeous daughter who just makes me so proud. It's ridiculous. And I love the fact that, you know, when we started out, we were quite businesslike. We do share those things and chat about our Thank kids and this kind of thing every so often. So the occasional voice, the occasional phone call or vo- <laughs> vo- voice note on WhatsApp is, is, is a cool thing because it just builds relationship. Yeah. Meanwhile, the core relationship remains the, yeah. the VA who just takes away all the blocks for me. So thank you for being you, Katie, and thank you for being for, um, for giving me the privilege to, to actually work with you to make my life easier. So from um, it right back at you, I can't tell you. I mean, we've been very blessed with the relationship that we've got, and sure. I really enjoy it. So it's it's always a pleasure. Many years to come because I'm never retiring. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye.